Well, if you were here last week, you listened to maybe the podcast, whatever it was, you know that we are talking about the body. This is the body month here at Albuquerque, I'm at Albuquerque, at Netherwood Park Church of Christ. We are talking about the body of Christ. Each Sunday this month, we'll be talking about the body of Christ. We'll be talking about how the church was established by God to be the tangible body of Christ to the world. We've been given that task. We've been given that great duty to perform. And last week, if you were here, you know that I painted a picture of what the church is called to be. And I compared the church to the Olympic champion athletes, a couple of different ones in particular, to Usain Bolt and to Mike Powell. We talked about Usain Bolt. He's the fastest man in the world. His top speed has been clocked at an unimaginable 27.8 miles per hour. I hope none of you went into your neighborhood and tried to run 27.8 miles per hour because you'd probably be on crutches if you tried to do that this morning. It's unimaginable what someone can do, what Usain Bolt is able to do. We also talked about Mike Powell. His world record in the long jump is 29 feet 4 inches. You'll remember that Craig and I demonstrated, a well, we didn't demonstrate a long jump of 29 feet 4 inches. We demonstrated by standing apart how long that is. I want you to know that Craig and I are both capable of long jumping over 29 inches, but not 29 feet. It's unimaginable what that is. Craig's not so sure about that. 29 centimeters, maybe. Without, without being injured, we're not sure about that either. Well, and the, the reason that I brought Usain Bolt and Mike Powell into the conversation last week was to make three really kind of main points about the body of Christ. Those three main points will continue to inform what we talk about in the weeks to come. They're central concepts that we'll talk about when we're considering the body of Christ. The first point that I want us to keep in mind is that the body of Christ, just like Usain Bolt and just like Mike Powell, the body of Christ is genetically gifted. Our Father God has given His church His DNA He's given us his son, Jesus Christ, as our head. He's given us his spirit who lives inside us. We are genetically gifted. We're not just anybody. We're a genetically gifted body, genetically equipped by our Father to be a a body which actually measures up to Jesus Christ. The second point that I want us to keep in mind is that we aren't just anybody, We're a body that can't just rely on our genetic gifts. We're a body that must also build ourselves up. We must equip ourselves. You'll remember I said we need to put down our Cheetos and put down our root beer and get up off the couch and and be a body that goes and does something. We can't rely just on our genetic gifts. In order to be the body that God intends for us to be, We have to build the body up. We have to train the body up. We have to train like an Olympic athlete. And the third and final point that I want us to keep in mind as we continue to talk about the body of Christ is that we haven't just been gifted by God and we don't just build ourselves up. We don't do that just to look good. This isn't about appearances. This isn't about looking good to the neighbors or looking good in the mirror. Now, we've been gifted by God, and we build ourselves up so that we can perform, so that we can do things, so that we can perform in unimaginable ways. 
we need to remind ourselves that the body of Christ is equipped to do more than we can ask. It's equipped to do more than we can imagine. We've been equipped to perform. In fact, the body of Christ has been equipped to run 27.8 miles an hour. The body of Christ has been equipped to long jump over 29 feet. We've been equipped to do that. You might remember we asked an uncomfortable question last week. We asked that this question is why? Why with all of our gifts and abilities? Why with all the efforts we put into building ourselves up and training ourselves up? Why does the body of Christ consistently not do unimaginable things? We ask the uncomfortable question, why? Why, with all of our gifts and abilities, isn't the body of Christ consistently performing like an Olympian, doing these unimaginable things? And today we're going to try to answer that why question. But we're going to focus on just one of many reasons. But it's a very significant reason why the body of Christ, why the church often finds it difficult to perform in unimaginable ways. And the reason we're going to focus on this morning is because of injuries. See, the body of Christ is often held back. It is often prevented from doing unimaginable things by injuries. Injuries not to the body as a whole necessarily, but injuries to individual and various body parts. Think about this for a second. Can you imagine that Usain Bolt would be able to run 27.8 miles per hour if he had a pulled hamstring? He couldn't do it. Not because his whole body was injured, but because his hamstring is injured. Can you imagine that Mike Powell could long jump over 29 feet if he had a broken foot? He couldn't do it. Even if all the rest of his body was perfectly healthy, he couldn't long jump like that because of one injured body part. In fact, even seemingly insignificant injuries to seemingly insignificant body parts have very significant impacts on the ability of the body to perform. And what's true of the physical body is also true of the body of Christ. I want you to listen to just a partial list of injured body parts that have kept athletes out of the Olympics in in the last several years. Injuries to a toe, a foot, a heel, an ankle, a calf, a shin, a knee, the quadriceps, a hamstring, hip, groin, back, ribs, shoulder, neck, elbow, wrist, Hand, finger, eye, jaw, and it goes on and on. The list of body parts that have been injured that have kept athletes from being able to perform in unimaginable ways. And that tells us that in the physical body, every body part is important. And Paul tells us that in the body of Christ, every body part is important. And so what happens when even one body part is injured? Well, what happens is that any injury to any body part affects the performance of the entire body, of the whole body. And so that's the subject that Paul takes up in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you want to turn there, I'll start reading in verse 14, 1 Corinthians 12, 14. 
Paul writes this. He says, Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And if the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Continuing in verse 21, he says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those body parts that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. So if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. So what is Paul telling us? Well, Paul's telling us that God brought the body of Christ together. He's telling us that God combined the parts of the church together, and he did that for them to be a dynamic body, a body that's able to do unimaginable things and do it together. See, God brought us together to do more than we could ever imagine doing on our own because he put us together just the way he wanted us to be. And we're only able to do unimaginable things if each of us, if every one of us is doing our part. You see, it isn't just Usain's Bolt's legs, Usain Bolt's legs that allow him to run 27.8 miles per hour. It's his entire body working together that allows him to run that fast. It's just not Mike Powell's feet that allow him to long jump over 29 feet. It's his entire body working together that allows him to do that. And in the church, just like with athletes, the importance of individual body parts is often only recognized when a body part is injured. Don't you find that to be true? Many parts of our body we don't even think about. We take for granted until they're injured. Till something goes wrong with them, and then we're very aware of those parts. And Paul tells us that what is true for our physical bodies is also true for the body of Christ. See, just like with our physical bodies, when one part of our church, when one member of the body of Christ suffers, we all suffer. Think about this what happens when you stub your toe? I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about my big toe until I stub my big toe. And then every fiber of my being is very aware of the fact that I have a big toe. Because my big toe suffers, my whole body suffers. What happens when you hit your thumb with a hammer? 
You may not spend a lot of time thinking about your thumb, but when you hit it with a thammer, uh, boy, I'm having a heart. Hit it with a thammer. You know, thammer is a, like a new age version of a hammer. It'll, no, it's, I don't know what a thammer is. If you hit your thumb with a hammer, your entire body is aware of that thumb. Your entire body cries out for your thumb. The whole body suffers. Same is true in the church. If one part of the body, if the toe of the church, if the thumb of the church is injured, we're all injured. If one part of the church is suffering, if one member is injured and unable to perform their function, the performance of the church also suffers. So why is that? Why is one body part so important to the entire body? Why do we all suffer if one of us suffers? Why are we all injured if one of us is injured? Well, it's because the body of Christ isn't just a metaphor. Now, the body of Christ is a description of what we are called to be, what we were made to be. The body of Christ is a description of what God has made us to be. When each one of us was baptized into Christ, what we did is we gave up ownership of our bodies. And instead, we became one part of Christ's body with Jesus Christ as our head. We became part of a body that is bound together. It's tied together. Paul puts it this way in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 12. He says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love. And what does love do? Well, love binds them all together in perfect unity. So why are all injured when just one part is injured? Well, it's because we're bound together. It's because we're tied together. It's because we're joined together. It's because we're united together in love. Why do we all suffer when one part of us suffers? Well, it's because the church isn't just anybody. It's the body where Jesus Christ actually lives. It's where Jesus Christ resides. I love this scripture in John 17 and verse 20. It's in the middle of a prayer that Jesus is is giving. And he starts out the prayer by praying for his apostles, by praying for his closest followers or who are there with him, who are listening to this prayer. But then Jesus doesn't stop by praying for them. He goes on and he does this. He says, my prayer is not for them alone, not just for the apostles. He says, I pray also for those who will believe in me, who will believe in me. It's kind of cool, isn't it, to think that Jesus a couple of thousand years ago was praying for us now? He says, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, through the apostles' message, that all of them may be one. Maybe one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, 
May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Why are we all injured if just one part of us is injured? Well, it's because we are united. It's because all barriers between us have been broken down. It's because our unity has been made complete. And it's been made complete by Jesus Christ who lives in us. See, because we are united, we are one. So if one part of us hurts, all of us hurts. Well, why do we all suffer when just one part of the body suffers? Because we're not just anybody. See, we're to be a body that's in harmony. A body that fits together. A body that coordinates with each other. A body that works in concert with each other. Paul says this in Romans chapter 12, beginning in verse 9. He says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. And Be joyful in hope and patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And live in harmony with one another. Why do we all suffer if just one part of us suffers? Well, when one part of us is injured, it's like a voice that's missing from the quartet. It's like a piece of the puzzle that's missing. So when one part is missing, when one part is injured, when one part is able to function, then our harmony is disrupted. We're not able to do unimaginable things. See, we're bound together by love. We're united together by Jesus. And because all of the various members of the body are meant to live in harmony with each other, we should all care deeply. We shall care deeply if another member of our body is injured. And we should care deeply because we should love deeply. Jesus also said this in John 13 and verse 34. He said, a new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And by this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. See, we care about what happens to each other because we love each other. And it's not just any love. It's a love just like Jesus has for us. And we care deeply about each other. And we are sympathetic and we are compassionate toward each other. Peter writes this in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8. He says, finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers and sisters. Be compassionate and be humble. We care about what happens to each other because we feel what each other feels. Truly, your pain is my pain and my pain is your pain. And we don't just feel each other's pain. 
We want that pain to go away. We want to alleviate the pain. We want to heal each other's injuries. And we feel that way about each other because we belong to each other. Also in Romans, this time chapter 12 and verse 4, Paul says, Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We care deeply about each other. We love each other deeply. We are sympathetic and we are compassionate. Sympathetic and compassionate because we love each other and because we belong to each other. I belong to you. You belong to me. We belong to each other. We also care deeply about what happens to each other because of the way that it affects the body. It's not just about the individual members. It's also about the entire body. Because injuries to individual members affects the whole body. It prevents the entire body from being able to do those unimaginable things. See, one of the things that happens is when one of us is injured, it interrupts our training. It interrupts our building up. It diverts our attention. It consumes our energy. It depletes our resources. Just think about our experiences. Think what happens to the entire body when just one of our marriages is in crisis. Think about what happens to our entire body if just one of our members is dealing with an addiction. Think about what happens to our entire body if just one of our children rebels. We don't just move on, do we? In fact, we can't just move on. We must take care of the injuries because that's what the body does. But an injured body and a body that stays injured, that's a body that can't perform like it was intended to perform. An injured body won't perform like it was intended to perform until the injury is healed. And if those injuries are never healed, the body will never perform like it was intended to perform. So we shouldn't care, not, we shouldn't care just about the injuries. We should also care about making sure that those injuries are healed. We should care because the body suffers with the injured parts. We're compassionate. We're sympathetic. So we suffer with the injured parts of the body. But we also must care because the body also suffers because of the injuries. Because of the injuries to the various parts of the body. If one part suffers, we all suffer and the entire body suffers. And there's something that really concerns me and I think it should concern all of us. And what really concerns me is that many times we don't even know when one part of our body is injured. We don't even know. And I think there are various reasons for that. See, all too often our injuries are hidden. They're not obvious. We don't know about them. They're unobserved. There are too many times when the rest of the body is unaware 
that a body part, that an individual member is hurting, is suffering. So what are some of the reasons why that happens? Well, one reason it may happen, one reason why we're not aware of an injury is because the body really isn't united like it should be. It's really not tied together like it should be because we're not really bound together. We're not aware of injuries to others because we're not really in harmony with each other. See, it's like stubbing a toe that isn't even attached to the rest of the body. It's like smashing a thumb that isn't even linked to the rest of the body. It's like poking an eye that doesn't belong to the rest of the body. Sure, the toe's injured. Sure, the thumb's injured. Sure, the eye is injured. But the rest of the body doesn't even feel anything. Because the body's not joined together. It's not linked together. It's not united together like it should be. There's other reasons why we may not be aware of injuries to parts of the body. And one reason is because the body just isn't as active as it should be. See, the body of Christ doesn't have to be very healthy to just lie on a couch and eat Cheetos and drink root beer. We don't have to be very healthy to show up every Sunday morning and just sit in a pew. You can have a hurt toe and do that just fine. You can have a sore thumb and you can do that just fine. See, it's only when the body is moving and active and engaged that we discover that various body parts might be injured. It's only when the body is moving and active and engaged. It's only when we're going somewhere that we find out that what needs healing, what needs healing is preventing us from going where we know we should go, preventing us from doing unimaginable things. But there's also a responsibility that each of us as individual members of the body bear. Each of us bears a responsibility to let the rest of the body know when we are injured. And in order to do that, we have to know, we have to believe that we are important to the body. That we are vital to this body. Each of us has to believe that we are vital to the body of Christ. And without us, the body can't do unimaginable things. See, if we think we're useless to the body, if we think we're just a useless appendage to the body, we're just going to assume that other people won't even care when we are injured. After all, why should they care? Because we're not important to the body. It's like if the toe said, I'm only a toe, and nobody will care that I just got stubbed. Or it's like the thumb saying, I'm only a thumb. No one will care that I just got smashed. But to our physical bodies and to the body of Christ, toes are vital. Thumbs are vital. Every body part is vital. And for the body part to do, unim- for the body to do unimaginable things, I want you to know it needs healthy members. Every member. It needs healthy toes. It needs healthy thumbs. It needs healthy eyes. So we must know that we are important to the body. And when we are injured, we must let the rest of the body know. You are important to this body. You are vital to this body. 
even if you're a toe, even if you're a thumb. So if you're injured, if you are suffering, you must let the body know. Not just for sympathy, not just for compassion, but so that you can be healed. And so the entire body can be healed. And so we can together do unimaginable things. But there is another and more dangerous problem. See, some of us have a different and even more dangerous attitude about our importance to the body. Some of us think we're so important to the body that we really don't need anybody else. When we have that attitude... Our danger isn't in hiding our own injuries. Instead, our danger is ignoring the injuries sustained by other parts of the body. If we feel like we are truly self-sufficient, if we feel like we don't need the other parts of the body to do unimaginable things, then we won't care. We won't care what happens to the rest of the body. We'll know the toe is stubbed, but we won't really care because we don't think that we really need a toe. We'll know that the thumb's been smashed, but we really won't care because we really don't believe that thumbs are all that important. Because we feel self-important and self-sufficient. And if we have that attitude, we're going to sit around someday and we're going to wonder why our body is moving with a limp. We'll wonder why our body has lost its grip. We'll have a limp because we didn't heal the toe. We'll have lost our grip because we didn't heal the thumb. And we'll wonder why we aren't doing unimaginable things. We're a body. And injuries are going to happen to the body. But they don't have to cripple the body. Injuries are going to happen to the body, but injuries can be healed. Injuries are going to happen to the body, but injuries can be healed if if we'll make sure that we are a united body. And injuries can be healed if we'll make sure that we are an active body. And injuries can be healed if we truly believe that each and every one of us is vital to the body. Injuries are going to happen to the body, and injuries will be healed if all of us truly believe that all of our brothers and sisters, all of the other body parts, are vital to the body. But injuries won't just heal on their own. Neglected injuries don't heal. The body must work to heal its injuries. So we must care for each other. We must minister to each other. Must care for each other and minister to each other when any part of the body is injured. And that's going to be our focus next Sunday. Next Sunday, we're going to focus on what it takes to heal the body, to heal individual body parts when they are injured. We'll be talking about healing the body. So in anticipation of next week, I want to send you off with two questions. Two questions that I hope that you will ponder, that you'll reflect on over the next week as we look forward to talking about healing the body, healing body parts. The first question I want you to ponder and reflect on is this. As a member of the body of Christ, as a member of the church, 
How should I respond when I am injured? How should I respond when I am injured? How should you respond when you are injured? And then the second question for you to ponder and reflect on. As a member of the body of Christ, as a member of this church, how should I respond when another member is injured? How should you respond when another member is injured? And all these questions are very important. They're very important if we want to be a body that's able to stand together. If we want to be a body that's strong, if we want to be a body that's healthy, if we want to be a body that's united, if we want to be a body that actually goes and does unimaginable things. So this morning, let's end our time together by standing together as a body and singing about what we can accomplish and what we will accomplish in our unity as a body. Let's stand. Let's sing.